Hello and welcome to Rounds to Grounds. My name is Max Budgeon. Uh, with me this evening I have Josh Goodwin. Hello Josh. Hello. Back from a jaunt in New York. Um, and then also I have with me Ryan Hall. Hello. Hello. Good weekends? Yes. Oh, weekend. Yeah, obviously. And Josh, you were busy, uh, well not so so much busy out in uh, New York. Yeah, no, it was a really good weekend away. I watched the boxing so I can't complain. Good. Right, well let's get cracking then because uh, there's been... Plenty of boxing this weekend, there's plenty coming up, there's plenty to talk about. Um, so, the first thing is, I suppose, a recap of the Comi Lopez card. Josh, you were there at Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. Do you want to uh, do you want to take us through it? Yeah, um, we missed the first fight because we were in ha Helen Stardust in New York where they have a little bit of slousing and eating food. I did see that on Instagram. It was, was it good? $45 a head for one main meal, one drink each. <laughs> <laughs> Was it good? The food was shit, but was the, it? the entertainment was alright. Yeah. Wow. Um, I had to queue up an hour and a half to get in it, or just over an hour actually, I think, total, to get in there. I had to get into the. It's ridiculous, but anyway. Really? Yeah. So avoid. It's not a good experience, like, like the atmosphere, all like this thing is. It's basically failed Broadway people that can't go on a show, go there and perform, but your waiter. It's oh, actually what it is. But it's, really, it's, good. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good night. New York's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, great, it's a great city. Just being in and around New York's enough. But it's, uh, over Christmas, it's so busy, it's ridiculous. Is it? Yeah. I, I went uh, a couple of years ago, and I, I loved it. Yeah, I've been a few times, but it's the worst times. People say go over Christmas. My, my biggest recommendation, anyone who's going to New York, avoid at Christmas. Yeah, it's profound. I've seen loads of people on Facebook all going to New York at the minute. But I've been, so I've, I've been there a few start. times before, and you have to cut off things. Like, just... Right, right around the the World Trade, the old World Trade Center, the memorials and stuff like that. I went up. I was in there in I think April's last time I went was the month, and about to walk out where I wanted. There was a three hour queue to get into the museum. What was that? And I walked straight in when I last went. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So that's anyway. But yeah, we missed the first fight on which was um, Mickey Bay versus George Campos Jr. I saw the last two rounds of that, and which I saw the whole fight because the last two rounds were absolute war. Were they? Um, Mickey Bay lost some points. Um, the next fight up I saw was a lad called Julian Rodriguez for over eight rounds, and I was quite impressed with him. He's definitely old one I like to follow because through some really good combination punches, he's now 19 and 0, I think. Okay. Um, Edgar Belanga, which I was saying to you boys yeah, before, yeah. he's now full, uh, 13 0, 13 stoppages all in the first round. Absolute animal. He's the new Golovkin. <laughs> like, when, he, when he was hitting him, like, the guy was wincing. Like, it was pure pain. Even if he was catching the shot, it was I've never seen anything like the hand move out of the way and the, the shot would land. Wait, is he from New York? <clears throat> yeah, New York, yeah. yeah. He's only 20, yeah, 22 years, but honestly, anyone that's listening, keep an eye out for him. He's going to be something special, I promise you. How old is he? 22. 22, okay. And, and to have that sort of power and be beating people up bad, like I'll show you a few clips beforehand. Yeah. I mean, to have 13 fights by 22 is quite impressive yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, the, the next fight up that wasn't that interesting, it's quite boring. And then Conor and Nicotin. The rematch from the Olympics was the first fight of uh, the TV show. Mm -hmm. I heard that was a bit boring. I didn't watch it. Was it was awful. Um, as Martin, the uh, the controversial boxing blogger, um, he, he says Michael Conlon does not interest him one little bit, and he's at the bottom of the pile when it comes to boxing, <laughs> which I can understand why. He's, he's he's classy fighter, but I feel like when you're when you're one of the chief support fights to in Madison Square Garden, you've got to put on a show, and it was. Diabolical. Was it? It was really bad. I was not yeah, yeah, yeah. a terrible, terrible fight. Well, um, Why was it so bad? Just, it just Colin was just, just doing the bare minimum to win the fight. Was he? Yeah, like when you sometimes you sit there, sit, have, a, have a little trade, then go off. Like that's what, like Tiafimo Lopez throughout his career, he comes up fucking trying to hurt you. Like yeah, yeah. Colin felt like it's just a bit pit pat still, but 
He's, he's been like that in a lot of his fights yeah, so far. Yeah, he has. He's, he's won in idols like that. But a win's a win at the end of the day. He, re- he revenge, so you can't really criticise too much. But the fight itself was not very good. Okay. Um, next up was there. What, 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 was, what I was in New York for was Richard Comey versus TFBMO Lopez. Yeah. I thought I thought Lopez was going to win, but beforehand, but I was hoping Comey would do it. I thought he had a chance. Tiafimo, I thought he lost the first round, but he was just sizing Richard up. Then he landed left hook 30 seconds into the uh, second round. Then they both traded right hands. Tiafimo dipped and just absolutely landed straight on the button. Yeah. I was up on the team. I heard the shot land from up there. Yeah. An incredible shot. Richard somehow got up, and Tiafimo probably done a 30 punch combination. Yeah, I think I saw on, it was 32 punches. It was 32 punches, yeah. yeah. And they were all power punches yeah, as well. It was a complete guess. And I don't know how Richard will stand at the end, but he, what a tough man he is. If that hadn't have been a title fight, I think there was probably the ref might have stopped him. Yeah, I think, I think when, when you're talking, he's definitely a world champion. He was, he was, his, hand, he had, his hands were up, he wasn't mm, going to take yeah. it all flush. He, you, his legs look like they've gone. Yeah, but you've got to give yeah. him the benefit of the doubt. I, think, I, thought, I, thought, I saw a few people say it was too um, late, but I thought it was the perfect stop yeah, Especially in the title fight. Yeah, you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he was sort of riding some of the punches, but. Definitely stopped at the right time. Yeah, I think the, the turning point when I watched it, I didn't watch it live actually, I watched it back the next day. And um, in, at the end of the first round, I think Lopez caught him clean with the first left. Yeah. First left hook. And you could see that Comi almost, that, that till then he had just been sort of very comfortable and that took him out of his comfort zone. Yeah. And from then onwards, you thought Lopez was potentially going to be well, looking for a big knockout. In the next yeah, round. It, was just, okay, it was a great shot. Um, Richard, um, honestly, I saw him in the hotel after the fight and just. He came out, gave everyone a hug, said sorry, and went to bed. I felt like I actually got it from. I really wanted to do it, but yeah. he'll come again. I think. I think TFM was very, very special. Yeah. Um. I think Richard get one or two fights to get another shot, no doubt about it. And I hope he does. He deserves everything because that man has literally come from like, pure poverty to yeah. being chief support at Madison yeah. Square Garden. So I think he's too, got a proper story. I think Lopez is looking at becoming um one of the sort of. Top like the Canelo kind of yeah, guy. Well, like he's right at the top. Well, the, top of the, the top Lomachenko fight was already agreed for April next year, so that's all contractually done. So yeah, that's, that's gonna be massive, isn't it? It's yeah, I, I was saying, I was saying like TFM like I've read him since I saw the first time, but I feel like he could be a proper superstar. I think chuckling with Lomachenko, and he, uh, 15 and 0, and he's only 22 as well. Like, I don't need to. Like, you could build something special there. Give it another year or two. I think the longer you leave Lomachenko, the more chance you got. But yeah. yeah. But I guess Canelo fought Mayweather and still come on, been on, come on to be one of the best fighters yeah. in the world, hasn't yeah. he? So. I think I think he's yeah. definitely a potential superstar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's got everything: speed, power. He's he's a spark the fucker as well. Yeah. Which I like. And, and he's also gracious in victory as well. <laughs> <and he's... laughs> Do you know what? He was actually quite respectful. <laughs> he, no, he was. He was really like, and I've, I think there's been a there was one time where he he fucking sparked someone out and then did like a flip straight afterwards yeah. in the ring and everyone was like, whoa, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, he done that one. But yeah, but, he, to fair, after he went I spoke to Richard, then he done his standard flip, but he actually done it a bit more respectful. Yeah. yeah. In, in fairness to him, I mean, he's 22 and he's probably spent the last 12 years of his life knocking people out, so yeah. I don't expect him to be the. Uh, but you know, but I, I, he comes I, across as a as a nice guy, though. He's just yeah, fucking he, good at knocking people out. Yeah, twenty yeah. But yeah, very 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 special, and I think he actually has got a chance against Lom. I think he, I think he's the big best chance of Lomachenko losing just for his speed and power. Well, mm. Is there anyone else who um out there really who could hit Loma like he could? What Tiafimo? Yeah. No, I, it, it, the speed and power he's got. I don't think there's anyone like that. Is that he way. big? No, he's, no. He's, like, he's quite small compared to Richard. He's, he's got a very compact tight yeah. yeah, fighting style, isn't he? Yeah. He's, but yeah, he's, he's, like, his, his speed, like the left hook he threw at the beginning of the second round, it was like, I could barely see it. Like, yeah, it just thinking about the Loma fight, because obviously Campbell, when he fought Loma, was 
kind of caused him a few issues just because of size. yeah. But he, has, he hasn't got the size, but he's got no. the, he's got he's a lot more powerful, and a lot more, a lot quicker than Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Campbell's very good, very good, but he hasn't got a knockout no. powers. But that is um, I don't get up early for many fights, but Comi, sorry, uh, Lopez, Lomachenko, everyone should get up for because yeah. it's going to be a hell of a fight. Agreed. And then main event was Terence Crawford against the machine, the me machine, because. He's got a very long name, which no one can pronounce. So yeah, even on, on all the programming, on the big screens, they didn't refer to his name once. They called him the Mean Machine. That was it. <laughs> even the announcers called him Mean Machine. Was, was, I found it really funny. They did no, not once did they ever say his name. Really? And then I've seen him a few times. He's actually a very like well scored fighter. He's, but he's not on Crawford's level. Yeah, because... Crawford. The first few rounds were awful. Crawford just kept like sticking his arms out, doing nothing. And after about four rounds, it heated up. Quite, quite interesting. I don't know if you if you've seen it, but I thought Crawford got knocked down. and got waved the slit. Didn't watch it. Oh, but I, th- I thought it was knocked down on big screen. I thought it was knocked down. I haven't looked it back on TV or anything. Be interesting to see other people's views. But yeah, I thought Crawford got knocked down in it, which no one's talking about. But then after that, he got up and beat him up for four rounds and stopped him. Yeah, for, for me, Crawford's one of these guys who is just needs just needs the big fight now. Yeah, so he's thirty five, but it's thirty six and zero now. Like you got yeah, yeah. you got to be a big fight. He's done everything now, hasn't he? See, he, I've watched him. It's, it's almost getting boring watching him just win easily. Mm-hmm. So it's like he doesn't have to come out at first or second. Yeah, because all the yeah. other all the other champions is wet for PBC. You see Timothy Bradley's rant yeah. afterwards calling everyone out, which is quite funny. But yeah, he's, he's got. A, I think the the fight that everyone probably in the world wants to see is him against Errol Spence. Like, yeah, I think I think Errol Spence is. Apparently going to be up for a lot longer than people think now, isn't is it? Yeah, that's what's coming out. Bob looking, Aram, I think Bob Aram said it. Looking at the state of that car, I, I thought there was some quite optimistic um, yeah. estimates on his time out. I mean, you wouldn't want to rush back, would you? No, you've got to take your time. You've got to get back to full health. Um, well, of course, yeah, because he did some drink. Oh, but as I said to you boys off camera, like when I was it's a big arena show at MSG, I think boxing fans are some of the worst treated. Go on. We, we're sitting in Madison Square Garden, literally 40 minutes, 45 minutes, nothing happening, just bored. Why? Just breaks in between fights due to TV. Not once they have any filler fights or six round or eight round or something on the big screen to keep entertained. Like once they've done it, but it's just when you go into a large show paying top. Well, we didn't pay too much, but fifty six dollars. I think it was too bad. You got to, you got to keep people entertained. You got to run the show better. I just think if you go to football, you have fifteen minutes in between. That's it. Like, yeah. like boxing needs to work out either cut the, the bullshit in between fights just get the fights going have a quick talk but honestly 45 minutes I think we waited at one point yeah they did um, when I went to Vegas for Andre Ward Kovalev too uh, it was the same there um, the, the show was all about TV audience it was not yeah. about the people at all but they, but they, need, they, need, they need to appreciate the going the paying audience like if that was I enjoyed the show because I first covered decent fights but for example Martin's wife uh, was our first ever show and she bloody hated it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. We were sitting around half night doing watching nothing. Yeah. It does get dull, isn't it? Sitting there doing. Yeah. Like I think boxing really. Is that standard between each or once? So from Conlon until Crawford, in between each fight, there was. There was big breaks in the undercard as well. Was there? The TV was even longer. Okay. Especially when Conlon Lopez only went two rounds, they just longed it out. And that's only really in America, though, isn't no, it? No. It's not as bad in the UK, is it? It can be. It's. Just on the, on the shows that I've been to, it was not, wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's always going to get a little bit of a gap, but, you know. It depends. I mean, sometimes you can get the odd fights that you can get sort of a couple of early knockouts in a row and they struggle to fill the time, don't they? I mean, it, you know, it, they have a few floaters on the card sometimes who come in to fill a bit. Yeah, of just, I, 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 I feel like boxing needs to find something. Like, if you have to keep big breaks, like, you've got to keep the fans engaged. But yeah. It, it wasn't great. But overall, the show fights were decent. But, yeah, that was my experience in Madison Square Garden. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, okay. Best, I really want to go to it. Best actually. arena in the world. Yeah. Best arena. It's brilliant. Can't get a bad seat in there. No. Even like the top tier, you sit in the top 
fine. Fair. Oh. Um, should we talk about golden contracts? I mean, you watched it all. I, I can't confess to watching anything this weekend because. So the, I watched bits of it. I sort of flicked between that and other things I was doing. The first fight I saw was Dan Aziz won English light heavy title, second good win in the world in the world after he beat Charlie Duffield. Uh huh. Um, that was quite a good fight. He boxed pretty well. Did you have Dan Aziz at one point? Uh, no, no, uh, never done as easy. I probably, I've seen, I've known him. I saw him spar before he turned pro, and I was impressed with him. Then. Oh, okay. He yeah, was he, so far. Yeah, he looked pretty good. He was on very early actually. He was on the stream pre-event, sort of, and then the show didn't come on till eight o'clock. Uh, the first fight was a guy, a German guy, I believe, called Serge Michel, Serge Michael, Serge Michel. Um, he was fighting Tommy Tommy Philbin, who was a late replacement. Oh, I think I've, I've heard of him. Yeah. I've heard of him before. Did he replace? I feel like this one's not been that as well publicised as some of the others, but yeah. I think it's, I think it's the worst one, isn't it? To, to be honest, like, the first fight I hadn't heard of either of them, and I was a bit like, why isn't Dan Aziz on at this time? Because he's someone I'm quite familiar with. Yeah, we said um, it, we said it off camera. I think they've gone for a couple of unknown fighters, haven't they? Yeah. Um, which hasn't helped. But. Yeah, I mean the fight around this uh, Serge Michel was very tidy. Um, he, he won quite easily, to be honest. He probably yeah. won almost every round. Did he? Yeah, then uh, next up was Jose Burton against yep. Bob Adjusev. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was good. Bob Adjusev's been around for years, hasn't he? Yeah, he must be like 52 now, <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah, Our version of um, Luis Ortiz, yeah. 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 I watched... 34 years. Is he 34? I, I thought he was older than that. I was familiar with Burton around, I think it was 2016, when <laughs> he beat Miles Watford um, for the British yeah. vacant heavyweight title, and that was on a... Um, Carl Frampton undercard, I think it was. Yeah, it might have been. It was in Manchester. Yeah, it was in Manchester. Yeah. And um, I think they were both. He was sort of thirteen and at the time, and I think Miles from Watford was twelve and oh. And I think at the time, I think Miles was the favourite going into the fight, and I thought he looked. I think a lot of people quite fancied him to win, and then. Burn. I don't think he was favourite. I think a lot of people thought he had a good chance of winning. Yeah. Um, but he, he obviously went down a few times. But he actually at points was really out boxing, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, was, he, he boxed brilliantly. He was the complete display, really. Everything you expected from him. It was the same sort of performance he put into the Bugiloni fight, where he was yeah. winning quite easily on points. Um, and yeah, it was just a really good performance. His um, um his career's really stalled since that loss, yeah, isn't it? That great, great loss. Yeah. Um, I mean, the greatest win in uh, good win books in history. It was dramatic. Yeah, it was an unbelievable fight. I oh. mean, actually, Frank put a photo up on social media the other day because it must have been X amount of, must have been two years or whatever it was and from the day that he won the title. And Frank's face is absolutely fucked. He, does cut, he has cut like, up easy, Frank. Yeah, yeah it, was it was so bad. Was like, his face is so bad. And Jose's was like, not really anything on it. But yeah. he... Um, I feel sorry for him a little bit because if you look at um, a lot of the other people who sort of were around on, in the English light heavy scene around 2016 a lot of people have had a lot of opportunities um and he yeah. hasn't really but yeah, he hasn't really i don't know i don't know whether it's him not winning the fights or they're not he hasn't fought anyone since the video but that's no. the first real live test he's had in three over three years he, and, he, he, and that is a 34 year old by yeah, so it's not like a the one that put tony belly down all those years yeah, ago. yeah. if you look at who um say i don't know for example liam conway who he's been in with and he's lost fights and i've quite convincingly he's lost fights and he still gets the opportunities doesn't he whereas you feel that Burton probably is that down to him not wanting them or bad management I don't know no, none of us know but 
I'd, I'd be surprised. I can't see her not wanting to put him in a, a good fight. And the like, British title fight on a, at some point in the last three years. Yeah. So I, I can only assume, which I obviously don't know for sure, that he's turned down various fights for whatever reason. There was talk of him fighting Bur- um, not Burton, sorry. Um, Yard. Not Yard. Do you remember but, he went? Yeah, he had the Yard fight still. He went Boatsy, sorry. Boatsy. Yard pulled out. Yeah. Oh, really? They were talking about Boatsy batters. Yeah, yeah, I think he's done the right decision, but anyway. But yeah, he. I mean, you've kind of got the, um, there's the middle ground though he needs to find between fighting Boazzi and then fighting yeah, think, the level he's been I think, I think he's found it in this yeah. tournament, perfect for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but he's just got to keep fighting now and stay active and yeah, try and actually some, get his... I imagine the semi-finals will be February-March next year. They've announced the semi-finals. Oh, they have, they? I can't remember when they are. I think it might be February. I think it's February. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, uh, then after that was Liam Conroy. Um, he, yeah, he looked quite good. He's, he's decently. Well, yeah, he is good. Yeah, he's been. He, but again, he, he's been in with good fighters, but he's he's taken some beatings as it's well. It's mad though. He 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 was originally a middleweight and got knocked out as a middleweight. Now he's as finding a lot of headway and beating a lot of people up. <laughs> yeah, he, he had that brilliant fight last year with Stephen Ward um, in Belfast on an MCK show, and it was mm. one of the fights of the year. And a lot of people thought that he nicked it. Had he been the home fighter, he might have just taken it. But yeah, he's a, he's a hard bastard, Liam, isn't he? Yeah, he was really good. I was pleased to see him win because he, he was kind of thrown in with Boazzi and Boazzi, you knew the Special. end of the shot with that fight, yeah. And then after that, we had... And then oh, I started turning off, actually. I didn't watch oh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I saw that Stephen Ward lost in the first round. So I didn't yeah, I saw he tweeted saying I got caught and that was never yeah. can I, get I it back the, up to that. I highlights on Twitter and he just got caught. Yeah. First round cold and just... Who was he fighting? But they'll go about that, won't they? Because Belopniks. I'm not sure he is. <laughs> I mean, he's, not, he's not very good either. He beat Patrick Mendy, who's like a, a. Oh, yeah, yeah. He only beat him by majority decision at home in Riga, so that probably means he lost that. <laughs> so he's actually very limited. Lost to Mike Nielsen, who's not that great either. No, I think in terms of the competition, I think Burton. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, no, he's got to be a favourite. No, I, I can't see anyone beating him in that. No, no, no. It was an all right night. It wasn't exactly. Like a dream boxing on Sky, mm-hmm. but it was pretty decent. It was better than nothing. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the only other boxing at the weekend was Ultimate Fighter. Ultimate Fighter. I've only, I've only seen two of the fights, but from what I saw on social media, it was got heavily slated. Yeah. Sure. It was horrendous. The heavyweights, there's not enough good heavyweights to have a good competition. It was like um, real spiking about, I think, some of the people there, didn't it? Um, yeah. No criticisms to them. I mean, they turned up in four, but the quality of the fights were relatively poor. It's funny, isn't it? Because you think with heavyweights, they'd all be sparking each other out. It's just not true. And there was, like, there were the, that's been in the only competition where there was, in the first round of fights, there was no knockouts whatsoever. Yeah, just, well, after like, watching that, I'd gone, I think, seven heavyweight fights I'd watched on TV and I hadn't seen one knockout after the AJ card. Because I think a lot of the time it's not shit pal- knocks people out, it's actually the speed and a lot of the heavyweights just don't have the speed because they're fat and overweight, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, listen, like Camille Sokolowski lost quite early. Yeah. And he kind of was one of the people I looked at going into it and I thought could have won it. Yeah, I think if I, beforehand I thought Sokolowski had a good chance to win it and Nick Webb and my two picks to win it. Um, and then, Nick and Webb, did, how did Nick Webb get on? He won. Yeah, did he win it? He won it, yeah. yeah. And then, then the John Plata lost. Yeah, uh, people... John Plata! He's a former... We, I know him very often, nearly all John's fights and... He was the biggest favourite to win the whole thing, which I couldn't get my head around. Um, he, he, he is the next coming. He needed to spar AJ to make sure AJ were beat Ruiz. Yeah. Down talking after his ass again. Yeah. He, he, was so, uh, well, <laughs> he was the home. He needed AJ needed Palata to get 
through and beat beat Ruiz. In, so in fair, in he must have gone into AJ's camp because I, I don't think I don't think I don't think the format suited him at all. You, he didn't. He doesn't do enough in the rounds. Yeah, oh, well. He was trying. To, he maybe was that's just boxing, mate. No, but he did. He, what he was doing was very good and it was very attractive boxing, but it just wasn't the right. He he, he was from so far as pro career, he shown he was a better amateur than pro. But yeah, like, he looked like an amateur fighting in. But he should, the guy he lost to um what's his name um. Danny Whitaker. Uh, I'm not being funny, he's not very good at all. No, he's not, though. He just went in there and just fighting dig up blow after yeah. blow Plata. Really Pla- Plata looks like the ideal heavyweight the way he turns up, which he obviously trains very hard, but you've got to be be- beating people like that if you're going anywhere in professional boxing. He's, yeah. he's kind of, he's, he looks the part, but he doesn't really, he wasn't doing a lot in any of the rounds. Yeah. Right? So, so, yeah, it was pretty poor, really. He was quite hard. To be fair, right, he was yeah. probably spent from all the, uh, all the rounds he'd gone with AJ in his camp, so. I think that's all the rounds he went with. Terry Chapman down <laughs> in the boozer. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce he was hyping him up, so that was the seal, seal of death. Bruce, uh, oh, who? Bruce Lee yeah, Oh, Bunce. Bunce. Was he? Yeah, he was saying oh, he was his favourite, and then as soon as he said that, he lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's not much to talk about, that, is it? Um, Nick Webb won it, and then didn't he got rocked? He won every, nearly every nearly every second of every round of that the last final, but he got rocked at one point. But other than that. He, Pretty boring. He's not that good, Nick Webb, is he? Nick Webb got pinned by Allen, didn't he? Yeah, he's, been, he's been pinned by Sokolovsky. <laughs> he's got no chin, Nick Webb, at all. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> a lot of heavyweights with not a lot of power on the show, and that's not really what you want to watch. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> I knew that, <laughs> they're all like fat and overweight. I knew, knew, knew they were playing to a heavyweight uh, on the box a while ago, and I thought it was a mistake then that turned out to be right. Just, it's, it's a shame because it's actually quite. It's it's been it's been a good format. And it's actually been yeah. a good watch. Like, there's been quite a lot of decent yeah, they've uh, got fights their, from. But I don't know heavyweights was a bad mistake. You've been called a prize fight heavyweight. It's all rubbish as well. Yeah, Woody Harrison won it once. Twice. Oh guy. Did he win it twice? Yeah. Didn't Sprott win it as well? I think. Yeah, Sprott won it. <laughs> oh, I, know, I did see something else which was caught my attention on Twitter. What? Apparently, um, Danny Williams was fighting in some fights. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was going to send this to you. Yeah, he, walked what? he walked into the ring, just wet, fully clothed, and he said, "I'm not fighting." He said he's not fighting. Oh, we didn't fight all now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even shoot to fight. I didn't know he'd done yeah. that. Yeah, the other bloke was ready and the other corner was gloved up. Yeah, and he, like, Danny Williams' ring music came on. He walked into the ring with his clothes on and went, I'm not fighting. And made an announcement. I don't know what the announcement was on the microphone. I couldn't hear, but um, yeah, that was that was bizarre. And then that Russian heavyweight who was about to fight Lennon on the rope oh, snapped Africa, and yeah. felt backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I said it in the group earlier. Yeah, everyone, everyone, <laughs> tweet up from round to ground with everyone that's listening. Yeah, yeah. It, so. it's the most bizarre thing ever. Like, I, I, he's okay, but the fight was called off because he literally he just got in the ring. He like leapt back on the rope and it just snapped and he went over the top of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing we've got to talk about boxing wise is the news that Tyson Fury is split from Ben Davison. Yeah. Um has he announced a new trainer? Yes, it's a I can't remember his name, but Emmanuel Stewart's nephew down oh, the Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Just can't get my head around that to be honest. Yeah, he knew him from uh, when he was younger, I think about yeah. twenty sixteen he was but up there sparring in his you, gym. You, he did okay. He didn't look great last time Fury, but where he's come from with Ben Davison, I just can't get my head around it. It's blowing uh, my mind. Well, you, um, you've got, I think, with these top-level athletes um, in football and boxing and all other sports, really, there's only so much that Tyson Fury is going to learn from a trainer. Yeah, no, it's, but it's more about getting him mentally prepared. It's, it's getting, getting a fit mentally prepared and having the right tactics. And I think Ben Davidson had him bang on yeah. the last Wilder fight. I mean, have you seen, like, talk about preparing someone. That must have been almost impossible 
fair few into that fight, so the public thought. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm you not, had a new Tyson Fury. I'm not sure. I think um, Tyson Fury's dad had, had said a few comments, hasn't he, about Ben Davidson slagging him off and like there's been a few other people. So yeah, you, don't, you don't know whether people have been in Tyson's ear. From what I'm aware, the Tyson Fury, Peter Fury, I think. Um, Peter Fury's his uncle or Fury's dad. He was going to go back to training with Peter, but he's not allowed in America. Because he, he's because for some reason he's criminal record. He, he can't get a visa to go there, so he he wasn't an option on the table. So yeah, strange, strange one. I can't get my head around it. They're, they're staying friends, but that's true. We don't know. Yeah, strange one. Isn't it? Joe Saunders still training with Ben Davidson. No, he's about to tingle. Yeah, I wonder what Ben Davidson's gonna do then. Um, um, he, uh, he's he's training Tosh for his cousin as well, wasn't he? Um, what's his name now? Uh, what's his name? Who? Isaac Lowe. Isaac Lowe, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isaac so I don't know if we've still got him, but... He's quite tidy, actually, Isaac Lowe. He's not bad, Isaac. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. I, I think what Ben Davis hasn't done, because he was with Fury, he's travelling around with constantly. I think if Ben Davis is up a gym in, say, London, Manchester, something like that, I think it, with the reputation he's got now, he could build a really good stable. Just off the back of that yeah. performance, really. He's, like, done a good job. he's done a good job with Isaac Lowe as well. Yeah, yeah, has, really. Um, so I think... I think that's what he needs. If he wants to build up a proper stable, I think that's what he needs to do because yeah. Gallagher's done it, Adam Booth's done it, Shem Quick has done it. You've got to get a set up and then get everyone to come to you. Yeah. Even, I wonder if. Coldwell, to be fair. Yeah, and Coldwell, he's done a good job. I, I wonder if it's got something to do with um, Tyson's long term ambitions in boxing. Right? And he, he's clearly got. I think he, he has long term ambitions. I don't know if he does. He's enjoying the celebrity lifestyle. He's getting involved in things like WWE and stuff like that. I mean, how, how does he want this next world of fight? Get a payday. I, 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 I think going into the WWE is just mark. It's just the right thing to do. It's a no brainer. If you get off it, he's pretty good. He's building an American profile. Yeah, WWE is like he's still like a big brand but, thing to do. I mean, yeah. in America, they seem to like him for his story. They like him for his character. How much do they like him for his boxing? Oh, it's, it, if you're a boxing purist, you like Fury. If you just want to see people have fights, he's not the person you like to watch, no. is he? So I wonder how what, what he's planning on. I mean, he could go and be... Well, he says he's going to be wild and fight Joshua. That's what he said in interviews. Because obviously, he's, his AJ's off the spine today. Yeah, I that? saw that. Yeah. Uh, I haven't got anything to back this up. But in America especially, um, a lot of sports stars have gone on to be mainstream celebrities. And have gone on to present TV shows, and it's not you couldn't you couldn't say that he's got an infectious personality, Tyson, and you could see him doing stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. He, he, I'm sure if he does beat Wilder, I don't think he'll have anything to work again, will he? Well, do it pretty well, doesn't need to. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't. He, he, he doesn't keep he, any of his money, he does he? Because all, all I'll say is I was at it for his uh, fight in Vegas against Tom Schwartz. And he said, the after fight, I'm going to buy everyone a drink, and that did not happen because I was in that club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a strange one, odd odd move. Do you, like it does it almost show the sort of that sort of like the vulnerable side to him where he's still got his issues that he has and he makes sort of rash decisions and he's not. I don't know. I just you'll know this from uh, watching Watford for years, Max. That sometimes you're better off to break ties earlier rather than later. If something's not right, you break ties early. Yeah. With the manager. No one trainer. knows No one knows what's going on behind the scenes. No, you get it done. You don't let any bad blood go and you get it done and move on. So yeah, we'll it see seems when, like they're, it's all been amicable, hasn't it? So We'll see what Fury turns up. When, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what this uh, Emmanuel Stewart's... Because that cut he had against um, that Wallen was bad, wasn't it? Uh, I didn't... It might not still go ahead, but considering it's meant to happen at the end of February, the Wilder fight, 
He doesn't have the ideal preparation, is he? Well, even when Wilder got interviewed after the Ortiz fight, they were like, is that fight going to happen in February? And it was kind of like, it, the fight's going to happen, but he didn't say like 22nd February yeah. will be. I think that'll get pushed back. He'll get pushed back. Yeah, they're talking about doing it in Las Vegas, aren't they? So. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I, I don't think Fury's got any intention of coming back to fight in the UK anytime soon. I oh. think he sees his future stateside. I think if he, he does be wild, I imagine they'll do the third one because that'll be in the contracts. And after that, yeah. the only fight that's really of any interest to anyone is AJ. Yeah. And uh, AJ, well, if Fury would beat Wilder, he, Fury's got a big pull in America. Will AJ go and fight in you America? You say that, Fury? but Wilder's not huge. Like, the first fight didn't even sell out the stadium. No, I mean, no, I mean the Fury in general. He's per, he, him, he's got quite a big following in America now. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but how many people will pay, pay to come and watch him? Because uh, in America, you can have a big following, but it don't mean that anyone's going to come and watch you. Because as Josh says, the product in America of actual live boxing isn't very good. Well, plus the fact that it's a massive, massive country. Yeah. And for some reason, they just don't seem to... Get behind but boxing, like. But if you think about, it, if you have two hundred thousand, say a hundred thousand fans in the UK that love you and follow you about, they you can pretty much follow you up and down the country in five six hours drive. Yeah, of course, I, I get that. Yeah, and the, you can't even get across one state covered in five six hours. Can yeah, you? of course. I, I wonder because uh, if um, Fury fights AJ, realistically Fury ain't gonna knock anyone out. Um, it, it's gonna face the scorecard. Some of the score, scorecards we've had in the UK, especially recently, have been horrific. Does he want to fight in the UK? Why would he want to come and fight in the UK? No. He might as well stay in America and fight. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Squeaky <laughs> door. <laughs> um, cool, okay. Well, I think that's... Is that everything boxing-wise? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, we're going to preview the, the this next, weekend's... The next gen show, we've got the Daniel... Uh, not Daniel... Yeah, Daniel Jacobs card, haven't we? Um, so, yeah. Let's have a quick chat about that then. Yeah, Jack yeah, that's, that's Thursday, fight, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm really, actually, I it's a like, next-gen card. This is yeah. quite a good little card, actually, isn't it? I actually quite like the um, midweek boxing. Yeah? Because yeah, well. obviously, main events on Saturday, you don't usually finish till like 11-ish. And like, by then, if you're going out, you're a bit tired and don't bother and stuff like that. But on a spot Thursday night, I've got nothing planned. I can definitely yeah, sit down yeah. and watch it. So. Yeah. So, how do you see that fight going, Max? I think we have pause just... Too big and too strong, isn't he? Yeah, he's not the greatest, but he, he, nah. he has works. Just a big it? old bully, isn't he? Yeah. Just, he... I, I think that win against Bill and Smith is going to look really good in a few years' time. I think Bill and Smith's going to go on to be a good fighter. Yeah, and, no. and I think that win's going to look better and better. I really rate Bill and Smith, but I feel like he's another one where it's kind of like if he could get down to just that lighter weight, it'd probably suit him because he's not a big, yeah, he's not he, big at that weight. I thought it was a really close fight, Ben Smith. Yeah. But he was just that muscle in the end, wasn't he? Uh, Rap was just a big fucker, isn't he? He is he's just a big bastard. Yeah, like, yeah, I quite like Rap. I don't I mean I don't I don't like watching him technically, I don't mean he's no. not very good, he's not he's but, not stylistically, he's not great. He was never around against that Sam Hyde, wasn't he then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I think he'll win. And uh, then he's he still there at the end, wouldn't he? he he's got, he's got, he's got the, the equaliser, hasn't he? Well, to play deeper, Danny broke his bloody face in half pretty much with his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that big punch power, hasn't he? So he's, yeah. he's a good fighter to watch, and you can't argue with him. Yeah, Jack, Jack Massey's decent, he's 16-0. Um, yeah, I think he'll... I he think hasn't he'll, really fought anyone yet, yeah, but... I think, think yeah, I agree with you, Max. I think he'd just be too big and too yeah, strong. Yeah, I think he would. going for a knockout? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think he'll stop him. In the middle to late rounds. Yeah. And we've got the other, the other decent part in there, really, is Luther Clay versus Freddie Kawit, who 
Freddie, I've known it's quite a few live shows, haven't you? Yeah. He's quite a good pop fighter, isn't he? Really, yeah, he's really skillful, then, Freddie. Freddie um, can be really good, but then also I've seen him box. He does where, off days as well. Yeah, and when he's when he has an off day, he's, he, yeah. he's quick, though, like you say. He's, His standout win for me was the Paddy Gallagher fight. Yeah, that was, that, that was a close, was close fight, wasn't yeah. it? He did, he did do really well. He's, um, he thought that Akeem Ellis Brown lost fairly convincingly to him. I rate him, though, that Akeem Ellis Brown. He's, he's a good fighter. And lost to Louis Green, he just, he just got um, outworked in that one. It looks like we've got another fine advertisement for women's boxing. Shannon Courtney hasn't got an opponent yet. No. And it's the fight is uh, two days. Away. I don't know. I don't know. Like, she's not that good. I don't know what they're wasting. What are they gonna do? Is pull something off the She's not bad looking. Probably is about the only good thing that they yeah. probably try and plug on it. Right. She's from Watford. She's Big a, up. Yeah. She's above average, but. The only other thing I've just noticed on this yeah, card, well, actually, it's um, a bit like Tess Jones, isn't it? It's just kind of yeah. plugging away with saying that and really, yeah. Like Kate said, you've got an in-game happiness. Yeah. So. You've got there's a Craig Richards is supposed to be on this card. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. They're trying to make the computers fight. Yeah, really. That that'd be a brilliant fight. Isn't it? Yeah, I can't remember who's yeah. fighting. Can you see one of the first ones for that? So. Really, and then the, and then we've got Kieran Conway. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a, quite an exciting. Yeah, I don't know much about that Craig O'Brien that he's fighting. Oh, he's won the Fowler knockdown. Oh, okay. I'll be interested to see where Conway goes actually because uh, Hearn's got a few fights. Yeah, I imagine they signed him to give him a couple of wins and beat him into a good fight with rematch with Cheeseman or Fowler or Fitzgerald, I'd imagine. Yes, yeah, yeah, well, I don't know who Craig Richards is fighting. Thursday night's a decent night. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it? It's not. It's not. Ri- that looking at that card, that is what you sh- you'd see on a good boxing card. Yeah. That's not. Uh, that in my opinion. I know it's next gen shot, but it's got to be stronger than that. Yeah, I think. But to be fair, you could like if Han throws a Southern Area title fight on on yeah, that as well. Think, yeah, uh, then well under Rapport, you go. That's actually a really good. I mean, fight like, if they had one more fight on there, it'd be I'll turn around and say, do you know what? That's not bad. Yeah. I think he was trying to get the fittest fight. Yeah, but so they're asking for too much money, weren't they? But I can't remember because I watched an interview with Han. I can't remember he said that he was trying to get for Richards. He was trying to get someone half decent, but I can't remember. It is doesn't come off, has it? No. Nah. That's about it, really. And we've got the um, Takeshi yeah. Castle versus Dubois. Yeah, that's, I don't even need to waste our breath on that show. Well, that's yeah, a fucking joke, isn't it? It's rubbish. I'm not even going to go out my way. I'd rather go out the piss and just yeah, get drunk. The O2 is going to be stunk out with that the show. O2? No, it's not. Is it? It's not the O2? Is it? Yeah, it's not the O2. I think it's where I went last time for the. Um, Albert Hall is a great yeah, arena. It is, it is a good arena, but it's like almost like Warren thinks you can put on a shit show and then just expect people to go. No, it's, at the co- it's, at the, it's at the Copper Box. Oh, it's God. It's at the Copper Box. Yeah. That's actually a really good venue for boxing. We like when we went there. We yeah. were sat, sat at the top, probably the worst possible seat you yeah. for um, Walsh, um, Javante Davis. Yeah. It was a brilliant view. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, um, but, oh, it's going to stink the Copper Box. Out. Sorry, I, thought it was, I don't know why I thought it was here too. Um, there'll be no one there. It'll be a rubbish no, atmosphere. I don't, I don't know, Tommy Fury, I reckon we'll put on Madden will shift a fair few tickets for this because of his profile now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the sort of people who are going to watch him don't, aren't really boxing Oh no, it'd be a completely different audience to a standard boxing but audience. But he's actually, he was actually, he looked alright before we went in. No, he's, he's, he's a few, they're all now to fight, don't they? Yeah, he was sort of heavy-handed. And then you hear him talking about KSI and it's just sort of a bit like, oh, I don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested. <laughs> Is it not? Is the um, Daniel Jacobs? Yeah, I haven't is seen it. I'm not. It's a match from the USA show, isn't it? Yeah, but they match the first match from Spain show wasn't on Sky, was it? Really? Last week. Oh, so I guess actually, I, I was I read some 
criticism about this card on what the Daniel Twitter. Jacobs? Yeah, the Daniel Jacobs. I actually think it's alright. I'll probably if it's on TV, I'll watch it. There's I think the, um, the only criticism I've really seen towards it is the whole drugs thing over Chavez, isn't it? Where he refused uh, to take the harder test, and yeah. so I think it was going to be was it Vegas? Re- yeah, yeah, they've moved states, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. You've got um, you've got Charlie Edwards title going up on offers between Rosales and Agula, I think his name. Yeah, that's is. not a bad little fight. That's actually a bang on fight. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a brilliant fight. Uh, that that'd be that'd be really interesting. I mean, he, he's got his. I think there's question marks about drugs potentially over in that fight. Yeah, I, well, I think Agula like, wins that, doesn't he? He's got yeah, the, he does, the yeah. return of Morrisick against someone who doesn't ring a bell to me. Yeah, Rosales is quite a good fighter. I mean, I saw him beat Paddy Barnes in the flesh and he looked good. He was a typical sort of part of his nails in yeah. South America. But Charlie Edwards beat him fairly comfortably, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. You yeah. got that Daniel Yulusinov who, when Hans Arnim was going to be the next coming in. Yeah, he like really plugged him, didn't he? He, he was like shites. bringing him around everywhere, like, oh, he's going to be the next GGG. Like. He, he had a few points finishes at your call, didn't he? I know, I know the general, it was not good at all. Oh, yeah, I do not know what they're seeing him. Yeah, but he hasn't really fought this year, so maybe they've fallen out. Of the but he's not very good, and he's twenty-eight. So is he twenty-eight? Yeah. So he, yeah, it's, he's just not. I just don't think he's that good. Josh, Josh Kelly and Liam Smith have really pulled the short straw here, haven't they? Yeah, no, but they're getting they're probably getting paid good money to go out for it. They probably fight there a few days in the sun. Yeah. And then come back home. Like, well, I saw someone on Twitter when moaning about Liam Smith saying like how his career since he had those two Liam Williams fights and literally since then his career has just like gone absolutely nowhere like he left Warren joined Hearn and it's just not worked out whatsoever he had, a, like, he had a run of bad luck Liam Smith he was due to go out to New York to fight I can't remember the bloke's name off the top of my head um, he was due to go out and fight him and he ended up getting injured and then he went in with Mungia and Mungia is hard as nails and, fuck beat, out him, really. and beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, but I think the bloke who Liam Smith was originally due to fight, he had won quite convincingly. Mm. He was, um, I can't, what was his name? Um, yeah, the other, <laughs> so, Liam, so Liam Smith this year, he fought Sam Eggington, do you remember, beat, just beat him up four yeah. or five rounds. He was due to fight Saddam Ali, that was it. Oh, that's it, yeah, Saddam Ali's yeah. not that great. Yeah. And he fought, <laughs> he fought an Anacard in Mexico against an Ahoper, and then he's fighting again, I assume, an Ahoper. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't really... Sam Eggington fought was the homecoming and they're meant to kick off and then nothing's really happened, does it? No. Well, I was at that Sam Eggington fight and what happened is, like, this happened on a few matchroom shows this year, uh, everyone was there to watch Fowler. Oh, they had all left, didn't they? they, they left, yeah. The Smiths don't seem to really like the Liverpool, though, do they? Like, for, for a successful no. family, they don't really sell. Even Callum. Not really. Not massive, is he, really? No. Considering that he potentially is going to go. Smith's only 31, so he's got plenty of time left, but you wonder, he's had a lot of hard fights. Yeah, the only thing I can think is maybe they're trying to save, save his big fight for the Anfield show they want to do next year, so it'll be Callum Smith and Liam Smith headline. That's maybe. what it's a complete guess. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. Who, do you, who do you put him in with in that division? Who's at the top of it? I like Liam Smith, but he's just not a world level He's a world champion, but he's not a world level fighter. He's fringe, isn't he? Anyone Hurd. Anyone that world level beats Liam Smith, which is no shame about it, he's just not that level. Nah, he's fringe, he's European, isn't he? Yeah, well, it's nice, it's a good level. Yeah. He can beat, he can beat, um, like we said earlier, like, he, he, about real special fighters. I think if you come down that world-class bracket where you've got sort of your so-so world champions, mm. Liam Smith's one of those, isn't he? Yeah. He'll win a world title here and there, depending on who he's fighting. Yeah, but he'll never fight, he'll never beat a truly, he's, 
<laughs> his world title reign wasn't exactly mind blowing, oh, no, was no. it? You never have an illustrious reign as title champion, like that. <laughs> his one of his defense was against that like, Jimmy Kelly, do you remember? Just like awful. And then obviously Alvarez beat him up, didn't he? Yeah, one thing I do like about Liam Smith, though, he will give you value for money, even when he's. Hey, he's a typical Gallagher fight, his hands are on your head and walk, he walks you down, really. He had that fight against Mungir and he was getting quite badly beaten, and you thought where well, I just put the towel in. But he gave it a good go, didn't he? No, he's, he's a good fight, I enjoy watching him. You've got Josh Kelly fighting someone I've never heard of as well. Um, yeah, apparently the David Abessian. Yeah, thanks for greed for next getting part next year, which is and a really good fight. I think that will be his first defeat, but we'll see when it comes around. I think Abessian's very. very well, Josh Kelly looked electric early on, but his last few fights, he's looked, looked bang average, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He hasn't been any, in with anyone heavy-handed like Abessian. Yeah, but maybe it, maybe with like Kelly and you know, there's a lot of fighters like that. Is once they get to that level where they know they're better than everyone else. They need that real step up to bring out the improvement in them. If but he chose very Robinson, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah. if you kind of go into those fights thinking, well, I'm just gonna, if I, as long as I turn up, I win. Mm, that's true. You can that mentality can change when you know that you've got somebody in front of you who's gonna hurt you or could could definitely definitely beat you. Yeah, so yeah. wait and see on Kelly. He's clearly talented, but maybe just. I don't, isn't, I don't isn't quite as good as what, what we perhaps thought when he first came onto the scene. Yeah, I don't really see it too much from him. Like, watching him is a little bit when he's um, doing all his showboating. It's too much, I think. It's too much of it. Like, when, uh, hopefully, Avesian, I think, is the kind of guy who's just going to walk walking down and yeah. stick big shots on him. So. Yeah, it's a show. I'll sit back and recall and get up on Saturday morning if it's on Sky. I haven't checked, to be honest. But I haven't seen him push on Sky at all. So. No. Yeah. Um, but I guess the only other news in boxing is Hearn signing Mikey Garcia this week. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Which is a good signing, really good yeah. fight. Yeah. He's made that crazy step up for Errol Spence, didn't he? Like two weight divisions higher than Yeah. Apparently, he's a, he's a big draw in the US, so it's a good signing for them. And there was a year yeah. signing as well, that Farouk, I think. Yeah, yeah, he lost well, quite controversially, didn't he? Yeah, so I hope we see that rematch soon. Mm, definitely. It was a great fight. I tell you, that's the sort of fight you could. I watched that on the MTK show. Yeah, so did I. That, that could do a um, Sky Sports show. Yeah, definitely, it was a great, really good fight. Yeah, it was really good. Cool. Right, well, is that everything boxing wise? Yeah, I can't think of anything else to add. We're, no. It's just scraping the barrel a bit. We're not, we're not ending the year on a high, are we? <laughs> no. No, I mean, you've got the big American shows. It feels like being an English boxing fan, we've been a bit short changed this year. I think there's been some great shows in America, and we've. It kind of never really got going this year, did it? It's, 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 it's been some good shows, been some bad shows. I think it's the peaks and troughs of, of boxing, though, isn't it? We've probably had two, three years ago, we had the glory We had the glory years where we just got some unbelievable fights and British boxing was just on a, sh- on a stupid high and it's kind of... We're in a bit, bit of a trough now where there's, we can't quite see as, as many talents as what we had seen so I'm not a few years ago. People who've retired who... But, and, at the end of the day, for some reason, there's now a shitload more money out in the states for the fights, and that's where they're going. And I think there's a sh- there's a lot more talent. You forget how um, big America is as well compared to England. There's a lot more Britain. There's a lot more talent there in general. So they can yeah, of course. They can have three decent cards on a night sometimes in America. You look through Boxwreck, and there's three. What you and some of them aren't even on TV, and they're decent cards. So it's. We're going back to Maximo. I think there's a, a, a very simple and cheap fix. Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn could do to make the shows a bit more watchable. And just put the lower level English southern area or area title wherever the show is and put them on TV because nine nine times out of ten you get a good fight of an area title. Like well, I'll show the other week, for example, Liam Denny used to come on one small fights a year, and Yudoka Denny won small fights a year. Like you put those on TV, people would sit back 
and say, well, what if I enjoyed yeah. that? And you don't have to, don't have to have been on the main event, put them on the first title fight, at least give someone something really enjoyable to watch. It doesn't cost a lot of money compared to some of the other stuff. That's, that's the thing that you get there, isn't it? Like, we just continue to get flogged fucking Josh Kelly versus some who, whoever and um, Cordina versus absolute no hope. I like, that's what they, they're like, because they're seen as like match on products, they feel like that's what they need to flog. But in fact, the product is what we're viewing and what we're watching. So if we're watching shit fights, we think, well, that was shit. I don't really, you don't care who it is that's fighting. You just want to see a good fight. Like people, are, you know, you and I and other people, we're maybe a bit more involved and we kind of like certain fighters we're watching. But a casual boxing fan wants to turn on boxing on a Saturday night, Friday night, whenever, and watch People just go at it. I guarantee yeah. people that would have seen Yusuf Kamori, Liam Dillon and Yudoka Denny would think, I really enjoyed that. It was a good fight. And that's where the products that Matram or Frank Warren or whoever is trying to sell should be about the boxing and how good the fight is. Not, oh, well... He's Olympian. Yeah, he's now. Olympian and he's he's got a WBO ranking of 14 now. No one gives a fuck, mate. Literally, no <laughs> I, one I understand cares. they've got to build their pro- the profiles. Yeah, of it's course. It's a balance, isn't it? Like, you don't, like, sometimes you're literally getting four fights on Sky that all Olympians or GB squad members fight no opens. It's just boring. The, the money side of it annoys me a little bit because we were talking earlier about um, pitting Craig Richards about, but I didn't see what the first pitch went for. Yeah, I don't know an answer this country, but Hennessy won it, didn't he? It's not, it's not going to have been a fortune and I'm sure her could have one that quite paid the money and quite yeah, but I, I think Han tried to make it for the next gen show, but apparently they were both asking for crazy money. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, thing is, the, the crazy money we're talking about, I mean, when you put on Sky Sports, you watch all the other sports. I mean, the, the crazy money her refers to is probably what some of the footballers are earning a minute. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, get, of course, just get of course. Done, but get on TV. it's all relative, isn't it? Like, just, you can't just throw money at we're, everything, we're, like, we're, we're then it, yeah. everything then hurt. No Sky, matter what, if you, so say you know you're worth 20 grand. But actually, you go, no, actually, I want 50. And then he goes, okay, I have 50. Next time, you know, where where's the line? Where does he draw it? He has to have, like, a, a bar where he goes, well, I'm not paying any more than that. Oh, sure, like, sure, sure, I understand. You can't that, just keep throwing money at everything because the, the business model won't work, will right, it? At the end of the day, you, you're on Sky Sports. Sky Sports is paid for by the fans. Yeah. The fans pay for it. And we want to see good fights. I totally agree with you. And, and kind not, of where Eddie what cuts his line. I mean, we, we get, we're sick of well, as a boxing fan, you get told about these billion dollars he has to spend, and then he's not putting on Craig Richards. Yeah, but no, I do agree. But a few grand it does, but the zone don't care about that, do they? No, no, like, I'm sure they don't. But no. don't forget, you're not going to pay a league two player premiership wages, are you? No, no, that's, you're that's, not. That's, that's, what that's what they're asking. That's what they're asking. Yeah. and everything you're trying to do. Yeah. But I feel like there's no urgency from anyone to get great boxing on TV. Like, no one seems to particularly care, do they? Like, Hearn isn't... Busting a gut to get things done because right. Yeah, his model's worked. Uh, over, Warren isn't either. His model's worked over the last few years, though, isn't it? Build them up against Snowball, this guy, and send them off to his pay-per-view fight. That's his long-term aim. But fortunately, it's working. Yeah, and the the, the, the shame, the real shame of it probably actually is, and although I'm not, I'm by far, in a way, not his biggest fan, is Warren's really had an opportunity for me in the last couple of years to kind of I take the last year. take British boxing like by the by the balls and go. Oh, I am going to be. I'm gonna be number one because you could he could easily have done it, but he's just fucking so useless with like actually building and promoting 
fights properly. But, but who was it? Tight, um, t- t- yeah, he announced Tommy Fury was a time. What weekend of big boxing was it? And just got completely lost. Oh. Yeah, he did. I can't. I messaged you, and obviously yeah. you went into me. I was like, what the hell are they doing? So yeah. it makes sense. I can't remember what it was. There's a gap in the market for this um, on TV, especially for British level fights. Because British, British title fights and English title fights. I think they're, they're going to watch they did, I did, I'd say 90% of British title fights are on TV. I think it's the lower level fights they should show, show it as well more. Do you know what though? Because like, let's be honest, like um, pay per view cards, undercards are, are normally absolute tosh, like yeah. crap. Why why not pay like the AJ one? Yeah, why not why not whack like a southern area and an English title as like as the under as part of an undercard? And at, mate, people will watch it and go, that was a really good undercard. That fight was quality. That the Southern area, the English title fights, they were brilliant. Yeah. But and and everyone would walk away and go, Oh fucking hell, I paid twenty five quid, but they saw a couple of decent fights. Because no one gives a fuck if, if Dylan White's on the undercard or no. Scott on the undercard. They just want to see people have a fair right? Yeah. In, in terms of Especially TV, in pay per view, because that's when you've really got your casuals, casuals that are watching. I'm not being funny, it wasn't a great look of the age of Dylan White, 19 and a half stone. Yeah. Gets married. It just wasn't great. In terms of like on Sky Sports, you've got other sports on Sky Sports, obviously. Uh, this you don't see no other sports seem to have these issues. I mean, you, you can't compare boxing to a lot of other sports, but I mean, but even even combat sports, you um watch combat sports on TV like UFC. Had a um, I don't like UFC, but from everything I read, half my Twitter feed was UFC on Saturday night. Like, people going mental about it. Oh, was that yeah? Because yeah, I was in, when I was in New York, I didn't see the obviously it's in Madison Square Garden. Like didn't see that advertised anywhere but quite a few bars I saw all showing the UFC card and I don't know what, what it was or what it was about but I saw it advertised quite a lot in bars oh, really? boxing not one single one I saw yeah, it looked like half my um, Twitter feed was up online watching it what was it? Who? I, don't, I don't know who it was <laughs> find an MMA podcast yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um Yeah, yeah, so it'll be. I don't mind that, though. 
I love it, but I mean, I'm just just thinking as a, a fan of other sports. It, as well, it just it just annoys me in this country. Like, football's obviously by far the biggest sport, and then but people who live in South America can watch every single Arsenal game, and oh, you can't hear it. Just yeah, blows yeah. your mind, really. Yeah, we're, we're we're slowly catching up, I think, with the to the NFL and such, because that that is kind of the um. Yeah, but every game's pretty much shown. Yeah, you can all they've got effort shown live. They've got the red zone program, which is really good. Yeah, so, yeah, moving on to football. Yeah, we might as well move on to football now, now we've uh, well, touched this, the subject. I saw this news in the week about expanding the Champions League, and I'm a massive football fan. I, I mean, I watch football every night of the week, I watch any game on TV, I love watching football. Um, and I personally cannot stand the Champions League group stages. You get the odd group game, but there's Crap. so much roster. The Champions, yeah. I think, that, personally, I think the Champions League should literally be for the elite of each division. I'm not being funny, when you've got the likes of, say, Arsenal, I say, say we had a good run, Arsenal win the Champions League next year, we win the Europa League. What's the point? We're not going to win it. We're not good enough to win it. It should be like the Madrid, the, the Manchester City, the Liverpools. Just have that, just do the, basically, I think it should be the knockout stages onwards. Well, what they're doing with football at the moment is they've got, a, they've got a very successful, that's very successful football, it's massive all around the world. So instead of focusing on your quality events, they're watering it down to give you more and more football. So what you're getting is more football with less quality. The same as the European Championships, the same as the World Cup, having more teams thrown in. Yeah, yeah. The same as the Champions League. They've not, the World Cup has changed any. You want, to get, you want to get as many countries watching the World Cup as possible. So I don't mind as much, but expanding the Champions League, not, the Europa League is just dropped. It's rubbish. They just want to make, they just want more they're, football. They're just saturating the market with something. I don't think they want more football. I think they want more money. Yeah, That's yeah, what they're putting in More money, more yeah. football. I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've never been to Asia. I don't know a lot about the Asian market in football, but I'm guessing that in this country you've got hardcore football supporters who know the game inside out, who know what a crap yeah. football is. And in other countries you haven't necessarily got but that. But you're not talking yeah. about like, Twitter's getting on my nerves. Yeah, one, yeah. Of, one of the things that frustrates me about a guy like Ozil is, if you, you great, I mean, you've got all these political views, like, you want to go and help people. Like, mate, I, you are useless. What are you doing on the pitch for Arsenal? Don't, yeah. don't come out preaching about this, that, and the other. Go and do your initial job well, and then come out to tell everyone <laughs> about the wrongs in the world. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't... From what is actually happening, from my understanding, in China, like, I think Mesut Ozil's right, right to talk about it, because not... Because not enough space about because of the power of the chart the Chinese at the yeah. moment. I think maybe he's right to it's right it's brought up. I think Ozil is potentially the wrong person to bring it up. Yeah, well, but, uh, I think it's a bit hypocritical. So obviously he's um good friends with Erdogan who's done some very bad things over the last few years, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit it's a bit hypocritical. People call him a hypocrite, which I sort of understand, but it's what it is, isn't it? I mean, I think in um in this country in general, we're very quick to cast judgments over what people do in other parts of the world where we don't necessarily have the understanding of those parts in the world. I mean, don't get me wrong, whatever's happening in China is probably terrible and awful, but I, I can't even begin to try and rationalise it with you or try to understand the problem, and it'd probably take years of research. We're probably not qualified, are we? <laughs> no, and it, so the same probably goes for Ozil. I mean, I'd rather if he... If you, if you do, I think we you need to get to the point where we need to know about these things and the public needs to know about them, but who is telling the public is quite important. Yeah. And especially with, with what a big thing the Premier League is in China now, I, I would feel that as a Premier League football fan like you, Max, and you, Josh, you watch it, you pay your Sky subscription, that you do like to know where... Sort of football selling itself to the countries that are profiting off the back of our. To, to be, to be, to be honest, I think 
stuff that's going on with China, like the oppression in Hong Kong and the fact that they rounded up a lot of Muslims and stuff like that. I'd actually quite like to see a club come out and take a stance there and we're not associating ourselves with that market. Might cost a few million, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it needs to be a. It'll um, never happen, obviously. But no, uh, it, that's the issue, isn't it? We can talk about what clubs should or shouldn't do, but money talks but and money wins yeah, all the time. Yeah, look at like we can go back to boxing. Look at that show in Saudi Arabia. Fucking half a card is has been caught juicing, but it doesn't matter because they're gonna make they're gonna make Mister Hearn lots of money, so he gets them on the card. Like, well, what I'm getting at a little bit, and is I don't agree with it, but. That is the way of the world, unfortunately. On a, on a per club basis, but I mean, the more you've got organisations in charge of football who potentially could take a better stance against these things, but it's the money that speaks yeah. to them as well. Yeah. Like the World Cup in Qatar, yeah. I think it's an absolute disgrace as well. Well, FIFA as a whole. Just well, they've, been, they've had a few arrests, haven't they? Yeah, for for the whole, uh, I find it um, well hilarious, really, with this big uh, football against racism, yet. Do you see this? Do you see the um, Syria campaign? Jesus, that was. Whoever approved that needs to be bloody sacked. The Italians don't really have any concepts of racism. The Italians I've met don't have any concepts of racism anyway. Well, I understand the thought process behind it. But <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very well. well it's executed, been executed it? really fucking badly. Bizarre for like such a. It's not like Italy's some sort of like far flung country that you know it's. It's a modern day Europe, like what? Yeah, I just don't, I don't, no, I don't no one, get it. No one should be like, you should not be like trying to like, and be abused because of your race. It's just fucking, it's just no, wrong. I think, I think there's problems in Italy with um, racism from sort of, uh, well, from the bottom up, really. It's not just football, it's across the board. Yeah, the whole country has got fundamental issues, and yeah, and I. Uh, and I don't. I, I think sometimes the football world isn't the best place for these issues to be dealt with. Um, it can be dealt with very badly by the football clubs. Nothing's dealt with in racism. Football's just awful, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, but the, the same people who tell you to say no to racism are the same people who will give sporting events to countries that have had years of oppression against yeah. other races. So I mean, really, it blows my mind. Mm. If you're gonna, I think if you're gonna take a stance against it, you take a stance against all of it or none of it. That's where I'm getting at. You don't yeah. just take a stance against the bit you fancy yeah. being against. You've got to do, do it across the board. And there's uh, some of these Italian things I've seen recently where you've got uh, players basically in tears walking off the pitch. It's, yeah. not, it's not good to see, is it? It's not anything anyone wants to turn yeah. on the TV. And see. Well, I mean, just as a product for the Italian football, you know, why are why are any any form of you know whether someone's black or Asian or, or whatever, why are they gonna then want to go out and play in in that in that country? It's not gonna appeal it, to. It, it still happens though, doesn't it? Because like you get like the Russian, you, get, you still get black players going over and playing, but they get abused week in week out. Mm. I mean, it's it's very. I think it's financially driven. They don't want. I don't. I don't think any of the African players would say that playing in Russia is their dream. But they've got a very short career and a short amount of time to make a. To try and make as much money as possible. If they've got to spend five years in Russia to make mm. a few million quid, I think a lot of them are prepared to do it. Uh, which is sad. Yeah, it really is. Sport, yeah, but, I mean, uh, and it's something football uh, needs to take a look at and get a grip of it, the, really, really quickly. The, the punishments are absolutely laughable. I mean, I think the Bulgarian FA after that England thing were fined. And the irony of that was that Nicholas Bentner, um, when he scored, I think it was for, was it for Denmark, wherever, wherever he's from, he scored and he 
um, he showed his Paddy Power pants, didn't he, when he after he scored yeah. in celebration, and he got a hundred thousand pound fine for that, and that's more than any fine that's been handed yeah, out for any any Sorry, sorry to go back to something. Yeah, Secretary of State has just carried on the Mezzo Ozil thing. He's tweeted. Chinese Communist Party propaganda outlets can censor Mezzo's on Arsenal games all seasons, but the truth will prevail. And it goes on to say other stuff, but he's, he's, that's a powerful man in American politics tweeting that. That's, a, that's, that's, that's not good for Arsenal in the Chinese market. <laughs> <laughs> I thought in, in England, uh, I think, or in English football, anyway, I mean, I've been kind of with watching Watford since I've had season tickets since '95. And granted, the Watford isn't the most out there support going, but I mean, football's certainly a lot more PC than it ever has been before. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in the 90s and early 2000s, I heard a lot of things that you wouldn't hear now in a football ground. And I heard them quite regularly then. Not, not necessarily racist things, but yeah. things in general, like uh, anti Semitic chanting was very, was rife. I mean, every team we visited Tottenham was. I think that's only the last yeah. few years that's been stamped yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. I think the anti Semitic stuff was really recent. Yeah, but um, it's, it's, it's funny that. But the, the pun- whilst the punishments are as well crap as they are, to be honest, no one's ever going to do anything about it in these countries. Like the Bulgarians, I've been there to watch England play twice, and they don't care. They literally do not care. I mean, it, it, you're not you're not going unless you stop England from going to play there. Which I think, if I do think, if nation sports carry on doing it, you have to ban them from competitions. Well, it's the only way. Their big their big um, paydays when England visit. They get money. The local economy makes a lot of money out of fans. That's what I'm saying. So, so like if if, he, if 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 these countries carry on doing it, they should just bar from these competitions. They yeah. don't get all these 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 money boosts. Yeah, they, they've got to do it. I think. If, but if, they won't do if, it. If anyone's going to take it seriously, it needs to be done like that. Yeah, because all these like twenty thousand pound fines, it's just pointless, isn't it? Yeah. What does it mean? In that world, it means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Peanuts. Twenty thousand pound fine in football. Yeah. Ridiculous. Exactly. England fans spent that two hours on beer in fucking Bulgaria, so <laughs> shall we uh, move on to our dismal performances or score Yeah, lines? do you want to, let's have a chat about Arsenal, shall we, because, <laughs> I mean, what is going on? You obviously, since we last did the pod, um, obviously Emery's gone, mm. Lundberg's still been in charge. I think um, they played West Ham. They played West Ham on one. But right. West Ham great. Bad West Ham bad, but Arsenal were really bad, and then for ten minutes they were really good, and they scored three goals, and the that fun, was fun, it. Game fun, over. But apart from that, the fun Arsenal three, had a really good ten minutes. Didn't three, 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 yeah, West Ham like <laughs> that's embarrassing. Like we literally got through that skin of our teeth, and then obviously on Thursday we then going through two two again against an absolute shit team. Can't forget it was now, and obviously the Man City oh, game. Um, Standard Liège, yeah, yeah. and obviously we get absolutely annihilated by Man City. It just they went down without a fight in the end. From what I've seen, I haven't seen the full game. I've watched highlights. It's just embarrassing. Defence all over the place. Yeah, I, watched, you, I, watched, I didn't watch it. I watched it, the whole game. I mean, uh, it, there's <laughs> at half time and after the game, people were saying how good Kevin De Bruyne is. We all know how good Kevin De Bruyne is, but the amount of room that Arsenal let the man operate in was ridiculous. He could he could have. It, I mean, Man City was stringing together four, five, six passes in the middle of the pitch, unopposed. I mean, De Bruyne had all the time in the world, and if they, yeah, it was just pathetic from Arsenal. Well, it's it's this, it's really, really pathetic. That's the only word for it. Yeah, and I mean, spineless. I wasn't uh, 
I didn't see it. I was. Uh, I went to see Santa. Um, <laughs> so I didn't see it, but I did. did. You give him your 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 wish list. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, Watford to get three fucking points. Um, no, but uh, and your messages were coming through in some somewhere in the other group as well, and everyone was just like, "Arsenal pathetic. Like, what is this? Like, they've they've just come off the back of a half decent win away at West Ham." Whether, I know you said West Ham might be, but it's still one of those sort of cases where you think it's never going to be particularly easy to go and win. And then put, to put in what, by the sounds of things, was an absolutely awful performance. Well, it's, I don't think like, how can you not get up for that level of game? Like, Man City at home, like, you must, we've I, got to be absolutely I, I, on it. I expected us to lose, but I thought we'd give them some troubles here and there, maybe get a goal. Yeah. Yeah. But to go down without a fight. I think we had one shot on target in the first couple of minutes and didn't have one on after that. Martinelli, wasn't it? Yeah. That is. At home, it's fucking disgraceful. I, I don't get me wrong, I, I fully expected Arsenal to lose. Yeah. City, uh, City, City are an outstanding side. But it was just the way they went down. I mean, it was, it was so easy for Man City. I've no issue with the result, it's how it, the result came about was my issue. Why on earth have they not got anyone in? Like, why is Lundberg still there? He's clearly not the they, answer. They, He's not the man for the job. He hasn't changed anything. They, they They're saying that Arteta is... I honestly, I honestly think there's a certain person they wanted to get and they wanted to see if Freddie could keep the ship steady till the summer. I assume, I assume they wanted to get someone out of contract or he would leave. I don't know. Whatever, whatever reason it is, I think they've now come to the realisation... You think they were hoping that Lundberg might do what Solskjaer did? Yeah. Thing, where... He got a bit of a bounce factor. They weren't too bad. Kept going to the end of the season. Yeah, then you can make a decision from there. One thing that baffled me a little bit was um, Everton have walked straight in and it looks like they've landed Ancelotti. Yeah, I'd like to. I wouldn't want him at Arsenal. But he's for a short-term project, man. Yeah. He's going to really steady. I'd, yeah, I'd rather, I think I'd, that's the difference, isn't it? That Arsenal are looking at someone who's a long-term man who is actually going to... I think, and, and I think maybe this is the wrong thing for them to do. I think they're looking for their next Wenger. And... You're not going to get gonna another Arsene Wenger, but you also, in football doesn't work like that these days. Two I years is your span of a manager, and then they move on and you I pick think, up another one. I think if I was going to be successful, you need to discover like, the next like Pochettino. I know you've done what you came to Southampton found him, didn't they? No one really heard of him beforehand. I think we need to find that. I said it could be that guy, we don't know. It's a gamble. But I think they've done it, I was speaking to your dad earlier actually, they've done it the wrong way around. The time to take the gamble on Arteta. Was appointed in before Emery, and then if Arteta fucked it over the eighteen months, then bringing Ancelotti or Emery, yeah, they've yeah. just done it, done it a really stupid way. Yeah, you see, I mean, you you wonder at the moment with Arsenal that without the front two at the minute, you'd say that they would almost be relegation threatened. No, we would. If they weren't scoring. You take one of goals up. Lacazette has been fairly poor. But if you actually look at the front two now, they're not. They're not looking anywhere near as prolific as what they were. Well, I, I did say to you a few, pod, uh, few episodes ago that I said Aubameyang is a great goal scorer, but he doesn't actually contribute much as a... He's a chance finisher, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't act, if As I said, like, you could have like, Aguero on like the, the other side of the pitch and you wouldn't be surprised if he took it the whole way up the rain and put it away, or Raheem Sterling did the same. With Aubameyang, if he got the ball, I know he's not going to do anything spectacular with it, but if he gets around the box, you know, he's yeah. got a chance. He's got a fair chances for him. Um, but we, we ain't got, got no creativity defensively, we're bad. It's just, it's a bad time for Arsenal. But do you... Well, I mean, where's he going to go? Like, if this gets in, if they mess up this next appointment with Arteta, where, what's the next step for Arsenal, where they lose their front two and then actually are relegation friends? <laughs> I, think, no, I, think I think they'll lose Aubameyang in the summer. I think, as I was saying earlier, if we can... If, I, I think, like I said, once goes, well, he doesn't look that interested anymore. I think if you get £100 million between them two, you've got to take it. I think Sobomian's got a year left on his contract after, isn't it? When, when you say there, like, they don't look interested anymore, I completely agree. But 
you've got to you've got to think to yourself, why don't they look interested? What is going on at this club so these people aren't interested? They're playing in Freddie, fantastic stadiums. Freddie came out and said he doesn't have the staff to train players properly. It's not but, about training at this level, yeah, is it? It's it, about it, motivation. It's motivation, but. I'm not going If you're walking into a club, a bomb is there, obviously Bruce Jones from top clubs and Lacazette. You come into a club and you ain't got enough staff to do the proper training sessions you need and be. It's ridiculous. Isn't it, it is awful. Like, how we we got Arsenal one of the biggest clubs in the world. It's a piss poor excuse, isn't it? I think that the people should be there. Like. Yeah, we haven't got the green for the staff, which is an absolute embarrassment. I think. Yeah. I, feel, I do feel sorry for Fred. I think he's trying to st- st- uh, yeah, steadiest thing in ship, I, isn't I, I question the um the player the, the um recruitment a little bit as well from Arsenal that they've recruited these players who are great on paper but personality wise they seem to have recruited a hell of a lot of players. Our recruitment for the last year has been terrible. Like, they they they've bought players who don't seem to care and uh, and none of them seem to care as such. It's really strange. I think our transfers went really downhill when we spent seventy million pounds on Jaffa and Mustafi. I mean, what, don't don't they meet these people beforehand and get an idea of their personalities? I mean, everyone in football knows each other, and you hear a lot of really successful managers sign players, not necessarily ability is a massive thing, but you sign them for personalities as well, whether they're going to fit in the dressing room. In the Arsenal's dressing room, it looks to me like you've got but a load of blokes who don't really care. I don't. But I think Emery, I think Emery was just a poor manager for Arsenal. Did he have the respect of the players? I don't think they really knew what he wanted them to do. Yeah, well, I think I read today that apparently the players don't want Arteta as the manager. Who do they want? Get rid of him. That's why I said yeah. in the summer. Get rid of oh, him. Yeah. Who, who yeah. do they want then? It's just, I think Arteta, he's young, he's been with the best manager in the world. It's a big gamble, but it can't be any worse than what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. The thing it, is, it's not even like what baffles me about Arsenal is you look at their squad. It's a good squad. It's, it's, not, it's, not, like, it's not a million miles away from being. A really good squad. It's, it's good. It's two new centre backs. Who's talking? I think. And, and a midfielder. And, and a midfielder. But they're not far away from it. So three why play, are they so far from yeah. being anywhere yeah, near think, at think, the level of even think, even a Chelsea? You think now like last time we had Stamford Bridge, Chelsea would walk all over them. Like, I think, I, I think honestly, three players away from having a good squad. I think that's down to personality of the players and the recruitment. There's again. no leaders, is there? There's absolutely no. We need an Adams or Vieira in there. Say, oh, you fucking idiots, let's play. Look at. Look at like you know even the, even the Watford like you've got a Deeney you've got like a Foster or something like that you've yeah. got someone who's who's I mean, there I, and is is I'll needing. Hold, I'll hold Watford accountable for their recruitment. I mean the summer was terrible. Watford's recruitment last year is exactly why we're in this predicament now. But I think Arsenal have I can criticise Watford for one bad summer of recruitment. I think that Arsenal fans are looking at criticising Arsenal for a long period of bad. Because they started when we. But, I think Ozil obviously paid for 35 million, was it, years ago now? But yeah, that was a bad sign in hindsight overall. Well, the worst, bit, the worst bit of business he did was giving him a new contract on 350 grand I think a week. It was, it was the same year as Lacazette, wasn't it? And obviously, there was getting a lot of abuse from the fans. So I thought, oh, we had to sign, we had to keep one of them. I think letting go and then been the right decision. Yeah. yeah. But I think you, you go, Sorry, go back to them. Remember, we had, obviously, um, Sanchez, obviously, one of the best players in the league at the point. Yeah. <laughs> we get offered, was it, 50 or 60 million pounds from City for him? You say no. We then send them in January in exchange for Mkhitaryan. Yeah, what? that was. Yeah. That was. To this day, I mean, that's probably one of the worst bits of business the club's ever done. Uh, yeah, I, probably the worst move Sanchez could have made as well because his career's gone downhill since then as well. He was yeah, Man United, another team. I, I've watched them play a few times recently, actually, and um, a bit like Arsenal, they had a transition period after losing the manager. 
But I mean, the, the signs at Man United—they've got some youngsters coming through who really appear to want it. They've got that Mason Greenwood who keeps bagging goals off the bench. Yeah. They've got Rashford, and they seem to be young players. I think, I think, I think United. I think actually United. I know they're still not getting playing every week, but you're starting to see some sparks there, aren't you? Oh yeah. I, I think. I think so. I think they had a good transfer window. And yeah. I think if they sign a really good striker in the summer and get another midfielder and defend, I think they've got a really good squad there. Yeah, I think I think United are going to be decent. They're going, they're going to win and lose games this season, that's for sure. They're not going to be firing every week, but with some of the players they've got in their team, young, good players, who have got Greenwood, Rashford, James, mm-hmm. there's some really, really promising players yeah. in there. I, don't, I just don't say Arsenal. I think the brightest spark Arsenal got at the moment is Martinelli. I think he looks like he'd be he a proper player. player yeah. Saka and Willett this season have gone backwards. Yeah. I think. At least he yeah. tries hard. The one thing he did, he was. May tracks back then that Martin yeah. Ellie works. Yeah. You've got, you, the problem is, like I think me and your brother were talking about yeah. it in the group the other day. You struggle to see how good a player is when it's like this because yeah. anything is good for Arsenal at the moment. Even yeah. chasing back, you're impressed yeah, no, by it. It shouldn't be like that. That's yeah. I'm more impressed with chasing back. It's more like the fact that he can, he'll try and take a player and have a shot. He can add the ball. I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's encouraging signs. But it's, but do you think? Do you think it'd be the right decision of Arsenal hire Arteta? I, I mean, I would, I would say, would it, is it the right decision? Maybe. Would you I, make it if you were running the recruitment process? Probably with what's out there at the minute. I mean, I, the, the thing is hard to, yeah. from from my point of view, I don't yeah, know Arteta right. as a person, but judging by Arsenal's recent, for, judging by Arsenal's recent transfer history. I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt here that they always pick the right person, personality-wise. But hopefully they do. I mean, no, no one wants to see what they saw on the football pitch at Arsenal against City the other week. So. You know, big changes need to happen, like, desperately. Yeah. I think, I, think I, I said it before, I think I tend to be one of my top choices. I think, I, I think there's, I think there's a lot <laughs> less... They've got, at this moment in time, they've got nothing to lose by hiring him. Because if he, if he shit until the end of the season, you can just get rid. But... Uh, yeah. Is he going to be the answer? Who knows? But it's a gamble. Isn't it, it is a gamble, but sometimes those gambles are the ones that pay off and actually work work the best. You what? Look at some of the people Watford have brought in, and you think, who's that? And you know, you've always, like, yeah, you always made a big mistake, didn't you? Being in that, uh, was this Quinton? Yeah. Kick and just for yeah, it. What the hell was that yeah, about? It's an, argue, it's an argument for you, if you if you can only get it wrong so many times, and eventually you're going to unluckily get one right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Watford have managed to do in the past. Yeah. Like, God knows who from nowhere, and they yeah. actually turned out to be very decent. Have you appointed anyone yet? Have you? Yeah. Who've you got? So we appointed Nigel Pearson. That's it, Nigel Pearson. I forgot about that. That's our next point, really. Um, what do you reckon about that, Max? Um. I was it's a bit of a rant, um, I was pissed at my work Christmas party and I took my phone out of my pocket and I saw that we'd appointed Nigel Pearson and in a drunken state I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> but actually looking now and seeing what he offers and looking at what he's done, do I think it's a bad appointment? No, I think it's actually... For the situation we're in, I think it's it's really good. So, I think he's uh, he's got a good track record. He's been in this situation before with Leicester and got them out of probably arguably a worse situation. I think he's brought in Craig Shakespeare with him, who's got bundles of experience. There's a lot of the players have been calling for an English manager uh, manager to be to be at the helm, and they've got that as well. So I think actually, no, it's not a bad appointment. Yeah, I think I think the main 
benefit you've got with Pearson is nothing's going to be lost in translation. No. Every player, when they go out on the pitch, is going to know exactly what's required of them. And if they don't give it, I would imagine Pearson isn't going to take very long to drop them. I mean, we saw straight away in that Liverpool game a reaction from them. I mean, yeah. we, we, were, we were the better side for long periods of the game against Liverpool. And they're probably the best side in Europe at the moment. Yeah. So it was certainly... They were unlucky. We kept, them, we kept them really quiet. For a game at Anfield, they, they, didn't, create, they didn't have that many big, big chances. Yeah. The difference was... They're absolutely lethal when they do get a chance, and when we get when we get given shots in front of goal from six yards out, our players fail to actually kick the fucking ball. And you, you so can't, as a manager, you can't, you're not going to win a game away at Anfield if you can't actually hit the ball towards the goal. You so can't, you can't blame the manager for that. I mean, you can't do anything about that. So I think in the in the main positives for me were the, the players were playing for each other again, yeah. were hunting in packs, especially in the middle of the pitch. One of the things that Watford have done well in previous seasons. We've had Decore, Capu, um, basically whoever's in midfield, it doesn't really matter who it is, it was Hughes at the weekend. He was and mustard, he, by the way. And they were hunting in packs, they were winning the ball, and if they weren't winning it first time round, they were winning it second time round. Yeah. They were putting pressure on the passes, and compared to the lacklustre performances we've seen this season, it was, yeah, a hot I think ball. you're right, they just looked like a team who knew what they were going out there to do. Yeah, they disrupted Liverpool, yeah. it hard. Right? And, and whatever it is that Piston have been working on the week, they went out and delivered it, and they kept, they, at the end of the day, they came off that picture on Saturday and thought, we've put in a good performance, we've lost to the league leaders, and but we've given them a really good game, and we could we could arguably have given them a real scare if we'd put our chances away. We've got United but, at home on um, Sunday. Yeah, but we've got to start taking our chances. We've got to. We can't keep saying, oh, we've scored this, if this is that. We've got to start putting chances away and winning football games. Yeah, we've got, but, um, we've got United at home Sunday. With big knowledge in charge, I feel like he's going to he's gonna turn turn things around for us. And uh, I'm quite I'm quite confident that Sunday against United. I mean, they're not... Yeah. As I said, United are, have got a lot of promising young good players. They're playing decently. But they're hit and miss. If we get them on a miss day, yeah. there's a chance that Watford can take something from that. So, I mean, I'd like to know what odds we are. Because that could be a lump. You're in a tough situation, aren't you? Here we are, yeah. but... I mean, the minute the appointment was made, I've got a lot of friends from Le- who are Leicester fans who I know from England games, and I asked one of them, and he said, yeah, he's a great man. They all love him. He's had a, he's had a bad... His last few appointments haven't gone too well, have they? Nah. He, he came out himself and said, um, I think in one of his press conferences, that he's learned a lot in recent years, and he's ready to sort of... Yeah, but didn't his son take a picture of his cock chugging the ladyboy or something like that? No, nah, what, what happened? <laughs> what? Son, that's why he got uh, sacked from Leicester, because yeah, his what? son... They went to Thailand for the pre-season oh, tour. Yes, I remember this. And his now. son got... They had Thai owners, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his son got... Um, Gordon, yeah, I remember this now. Caught, like, Shaggy. shagging the ladyboy yeah. or something and was, like, yeah, using some... Uh, Slurs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when your owners are tired, that. that isn't going to go off. I mean, I don't expect to see his son signing for Watford. His son's still playing football. <laughs> In the, in the Thai lower leagues. Yeah. <laughs> Shaggy lady boys. Yeah, you boys are in a bad situation, <laughs> yeah. We've got to start winning. I mean, we've got the games there to do it still. Um, Lump on us to, on Sunday, though. 10-3 to three we are, mate. 10-3 to yeah. three we get Watford at home to United. I think you've got, to, you've got to look at the games um, as in Liverpool's a little bit of a free shot. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've said that we're running out of free shots now. Yeah. We can't have any more of them. But nah. I, let's it looks... It, the, uh, 
at the end of the day, it looks more positive than what other, I had done over the last year. Other teams are losing around us as well. I mean, yeah. Southampton lost again, I think. Um, yeah, they're not very good, but we lost to them. No, so. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the only um, thing that is frustrating is the timing of the appointment. If this is the right appointment now, it was probably the right appointment six weeks ago. Yeah, I think they panicked and got KK in when they shouldn't have. And maybe should have just left it another week because, I mean, we've clearly seen that Hayden Mullins was more than capable of stepping up yeah. to take charge while there wasn't anyone else there to do it. So maybe they should have done that and, yeah, got him in. But they didn't and maybe it's something they'll learn from. And if we do go down there, maybe we'll look back at it and think, well, that was six, seven weeks wasted. But yeah. that's football, isn't it? We yeah, make... we, we've got, I think we've got United... Next next weekend, then we've yeah. got Villa. No, then we've got Sheffield United away, and the way they're playing at home is going to be. Yeah, they're beatable though. They're beatable. This week in the Premier League. Yeah, let's uh, preview fixtures. So Everton are at home to Arsenal. That's the early kick off on the Saturday. Is Ferguson still in charge of that one? It hasn't been officially announced yet, has it? But no, but apparently, apparently it's pretty much a done deal that Ancelotti takes charge. So I think, I think Ferguson had a bit of a rough ride in the press this week. Oh, Moyes Keane. Yeah, nah, like, that was such a that was such a little shit. That's just awful what he did. Well, like, Ferguson, don't agree with it. No, I, I don't not agree with him. Like, if you want to bring him off, bring him off. But bring him off. Stick your arm around him and go, look, mate, I know it's not very good. He blanked him, didn't have, he? He blanked him. Have you, seen, like, have you seen the highlight reel of what Moyes Keane did when he went on the pitch? Yeah, I have he seen went, it. He went to the wrong position. Yeah, but, okay. And then, and then he didn't track back three times in a row. Okay, He yeah, was tracking back, I'm, but it wasn't like, probably as hot. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not saying he played well. If you were going to bring him off, bring him off. But stick your arm around him and just say, like, I know it's shit, but, you know... That's football. Yeah. We'll have a chat about it later or whatever. Surely he, he, he literally, he, walked, he was stood there and Ferguson like looked the other way and Keane walked straight past Do, do you think, because Ferguson's a very um, flam, flammable character, isn't he? He probably had the arse with Keane for not doing what exactly what he said to do when he went on the pitch. And maybe after the game in the dressing room. Yeah, but you can't be like that as a manager. Nah. And, you know, does he speak any English, Keane? He's, like, nah. he's a young Italian guy, isn't he? So... Who knows? He paid, paid a lot of money for him. Right? Oh, he's done a good job, though. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they should give him a chance, but I guess a man's like is on the mark, you've got to stop him. Will they beat Arsenal? Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, um, the way Arsenal played against City, you've got to go for home, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Villa, Southampton. Well, that's a big game. They're both struggling. Yeah. Um, I think Villa will beat him at home, though. Interestingly, about Villa, um, Grealish. Um, he's been playing quite well, even despite Villa losing. Yeah. And he's probably still trying to squeeze his way into the summers. Yeah. It was the penalty at the weekend as well, yeah. didn't he? It's, it's a good weekend of football, isn't it? Actually? Yeah. Villa Southampton. I'm gonna go. I'll go Villa home win. Um, Bournemouth versus Burnley. Bournemouth. Yeah, but yeah, good win for Bournemouth against Chelsea at the weekend. Um, but yeah, it's not a game anyone's gonna really be looking. Brighton, Sheffield United. Don't care. <laughs> uh, I watched Brighton play Crystal Palace. Yeah. Last night and Brighton actually are a very good side. Yeah, they played decent football, didn't they? Yeah, with not a lot of end product, but they're yeah. a decent side. And Palace, on the other hand, were very very poor, but they had a lot of injured, so yeah. Newcastle, Crystal Palace. Yes. Yeah, that's not, it's not, again, it's not a game you're going to be rushing towards for a match of the no. day. It's, it's, well, it might be. It's, it's all about Man City, Leicester City for me. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a blinding game. That, 
That's live. Is that on? Yeah, is that on Saturday? I think that's it. Just be that bit too good for him. But I think Leicester will give it a good go more than Arsenal did anyway. Yeah, I think there's one thing you can guarantee with a Leicester team that they'll give it a go. And if City try and dominate the ball against Leicester and they give it away in the wrong areas, Leicester are going to hit them. They're the perfect club appointing the right manager and doing the right recruitment. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of um, Brendan Rodgers' um, recruitment is actually done by the personality of the players as opposed to not also. He's got a high intensity party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he studies everything, Brendan Rodgers. He's a real expert on the game. He he looks at every minor detail of the players he's going to sign and make sure he gets everything right. That should be though. Yeah, he's done it this time, really. He's very diligent, I think the right word is. And then the uh, the big one, Watford's United, uh, yeah. Sunday. Watford win. Bigger game, I think it'll be a good game. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then oh, that's, and then Spurs, Chelsea, half four, Super Sunday. That'd be good. Hopefully I'll get in time to watch that. And if Watford are losing 3-0 at half time, we'll all get in time. <laughs> <laughs> You're not shagging sheep this weekend, shagging sheep, shagging fish this weekend. No, I haven't been fishing since September. Cold, isn't it? You're not. Yeah, Fair no, weather no, fishing. No, I was fishing for six weeks in a row. I've got so a fucking board of it. I don't know how you do that for six weeks yeah, in a row. I was that is... outside for six weeks, so I um, needed to spend a bit of time at home. I don't know how you've done that. <laughs> now, you, now your wife still makes you sleep outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's Chelsea, it should be, that'll be a good game as that's well. Yeah. Game, yeah. Fourth against fifth. Um, not playing very well at the moment, suddenly they've hit a bit of a sticky patch. Yeah, I think they're not very good at the back, are they? And it's kind of been exposed a little bit. and. Abraham's not scoring, and then just not. By the sounds of things, they didn't really create a lot against Bournemouth, which yeah, surprised yeah, me. Cause, quite yeah, so maybe it's the new manager that's worn off. The, the bounces, honeymoon yeah. period yeah. for a little bit for Lampard. They they got the draws for the last sixteen in the Champions League out as well. Um, yeah, Chelsea are playing. Chelsea got um, Munich. Yeah, which is a hard game. Yeah. Um, Man City have got Real Madrid. Yeah. And this is this is the point where the Champions League becomes the good. Yeah, the good. The good. I mean, every game from now on here on in is going to be brilliant. Spurs got Leipzig as well, didn't they? So yeah, that's a good game. They're quite. They're top of the German league actually. Are they top? Yeah, I think so. And Liverpool are uh, away at Atletico, aren't they? Yeah, that's you fancy Liverpool to come through that, but yeah, it's not a gimme though, is it? No. Nah. But yeah, I think. I think that might probably covers everything. Yeah, covers everything. Um, are we gonna try and squeeze in one more next week? Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's Christmas next week, but we'll try and squeeze one in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think that that covers everything. Then does it? Yeah. 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 Well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>